Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel and I'm here with my amazing husband, Zach, and we are so excited to encourage you today in your purpose to win the world. So make sure as you're listening, if you hear something that is encouraging or you think it would help someone else in your life to share and you can like this and comment, we would love to hear your thoughts as we uh, dialogue today. Yeah, we're taking a deep dive into uh, making sure that we're recharged, uh, that we're, first of all, that we're staying uh, in a, as much as we can, an appropriate level of charged up and ready to do uh, all the things that God has for us and our purpose and winning the world, but also uh, how do, what do we plug into whenever we do feel depleted, whenever we feel like we don't know what to do. And recently we talked about, uh, we're going to be in Psalms 23 during this, and we talked about Psalms 23.1. Uh, the beginning was there's so much to that. We even get the chance to cover all of it. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. And this is by David. And if if, if you didn't get a chance to listen to uh, week one of, of kind of the series, again, this will be fine. You'll still get stuff out of this one. But I want to encourage you to go check that out. Uh, there were some definite things in there that I learned as we were studying for this. But as we continue with King David in Psalm 23, in verse 2, he says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And again, I want to encourage you guys, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm not sure what your outlook on the Lord is. I'm not sure uh, what your where your faith level is, but God has amazing plans for you. Um, and you, know, you, you can see that in Jeremiah 29, 11. You can see that in Ephesians 3.20. You can see that in John 10.10. 10. But John 10.10 10 is probably my favorite part. Uh, my probably my favorite verse because it has a good contrast in there that the devil comes to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, steal. I always do it. Steal, steal. It's your. You redneck. say it. Steal, 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 kill, That's and what destroy. I, say. I know, but what did I say the first time? Steal, steal, steal. You say it like S T I L L sometimes. Still. Now steal. <laughs> The devil comes to steal, S-T-E-A-L. Yeah, kill and destroy. I got the other two. Uh, but Jesus, so he says that, and then he says, but I came to give you life and life abundantly. And so that's God's plan for our life. That's, that's right. That's God's plan. And and what I think that I, I'd love to point out is that just because you have failed um, doesn't, mean that, doesn't mean that God has failed you. And honestly, there's so many times, I know in my life, uh, and I know in your life as well, where there's times where we feel like we failed or things didn't work out, um, and it felt devastating. But God, God had it. Like God, God, God was not done. God was completely there. So whenever we read something like He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters. Again, sometimes that may not feel like it fits in with our view of God. But as we've been talking about lately, we have to let our our, our, even our circumstances or feelings submit to what God's word says about our circumstances. Have you ever been, um, like when have you been made to rest? <sighs> or are you even aware when you need it? I would like to think that I, that's a great question. I would like to think I'm getting better at it. Um, the only the only system that I have in my life right now, obviously, I have my Sabbath on Friday, so like I have a day of the week where I, I try not to work or do whatever. But so I have that. But something I'm trying to do: if I get up two days in a row 
with six or with with six or less hours of sleep. So if I don't get more than seven hours of sleep, then I don't go to the gym the next day. And so I know like if I just continually work on less, like six-ish hours of sleep or less, that I'm just not going to be my best, my crash or whatever. So what's the longest you've ever stayed up ever? The latest? It'd probably back whenever we did those, either whenever I was younger and played me in video games or back when we would do the lock-ins. Dude. At, at, at the wilderness. I, I don't, I, I don't know how people did that with us, like adults. Yeah. Kids is totally understandable, but you know, you go, you got up and went to work that day. So no, you're up at six o'clock, no five thirty, and we stay up. Until six o'clock the next day, like six yeah. o'clock in the morning before you're on the bus going back somewhere. Yeah. It's intense. I just think about how terrible I function when I haven't rested. Mm. I not just like physically, I mean, obviously I'm pretty much useless, but <laughs> how I emotionally function. So even this and our kids are the same way. So if you notice, like oh, yeah. your kids, when they're tired, they behave differently. They receive information differently. They treat each other differently. They enjoy activities, not at all. So you can be having the best time at Dollywood. And if your kid is tired, it is the worst. Mm. They can really ruin it. <laughs> ruin a time fast. Maybe that means I'm always tired when I go to Dollywood. Maybe that's why I feel that way. No. Uh, <laughs> I love Dollywood. Magic and mullets. And so I think when we look here and we're reading that God, you know, when David writes this, he says, he makes me lie down. A lot of times we don't even realize we need rest mm -hmm. in the Lord, but also we are oftentimes not aware because you've said you've had to develop a system to help you actually rest. Right. And I would say that's that's unusual in general. I mean, how many people are listening right now? Like, can you say I legitimately have a Sabbath and I honor it, I respect it, and I plan for the Sabbath throughout the week so that I don't have to work on that day so that I'm not rushing around. And we don't always know that we need rest, mm -hmm. what's best for us. And I think we can even see that when you go on, uh, I mean, like we've seen this, like we'll have a season where we'll run, 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 and then we'll go on vacation and we'll get sick. Because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. your body is run down and you've been carrying all this stuff. And so I, when I read that, it's just good for us to know that the Lord who is a good shepherd, yeah. he will make you rest sometimes because you are just unaware and the sheep doesn't always know what's best for itself. Right. It doesn't know always, hey, this we're going to stop here. We're going to stay here for a season. And we can, in our spirit or our, our goals, be driven to accomplish or succeed. And the Lord's like, wait, I just I want you to stay in this, in this place for a while. Yeah. There's things to teach you. There's things for you to grow in or stretch in. And when we read that, just receiving from God the gift of rest. Yeah. yeah but I think it... it you have to have the humility. You know, we talked all about that last time. Mm -hmm. The humility whenever David says, the Lord is my shepherd, not every, no, he is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. And so the humility to follow him. If you're not following Jesus, if you're not taking time to surrender to him and following actually what he says, not what you say, then you're your own shepherd, right? Um, and then and that that's actually a pretty dangerous place to be that you only get to rest when you say so. I love because what you're saying is, is spot on. I think we reject rest because our in the culture that we live in, rest is a weakness. Right. Well, mm -hmm. and I, I, I just got to be 
and people think this is so silly, but you know, my, my dad really got on me and you about taking a Sabbath and resting and I, I got it and I want to, I want to honor what God said, but I'm just so desperate for the, the church to, you know, grow and to fulfill the vision and to honor God and to, for, for people to see like, you know, just, I, I hate the thought of people living below their means spiritually and I want people to live out their purpose and I saw this uh, video from Elon Musk, and he was, and somebody was asking why he's successful, and he says that he works a hundred hours a week. Um, and this was back, you know, whenever he was building that company to sell PayPal and all that kind of stuff. He said, "I work hundred hours a week." So he said, "Even if I'm just as smart as somebody, else, like if we're the same intelligence, which he's, you know, way smarter than everybody else, but he's even if they were the same intelligence, and he says if I work a hundred hours a week." that I'm over, and this person's working 40, I'm over double as likely to be successful as this guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know why that always stuck with me. And so that's why I like the thought of rest. I, to just be totally honest, why it bothers me um, is the thought of, gosh, well, I just I have these things, and I really feel like they're ordained and given by God. Like the, these are things, I'm, I, the things I'm doing are, are to build the kingdom. But... Whenever Elon Musk, when he's building the PayPal company or SpaceX or Tesla or whatever crazy thing he's doing now, like those things are, those are just to benefit man. And so there, there, there's, there's validity to what he's saying. But like whenever you think about your life as, when you think about your life as um, the most important part of it about building the kingdom, well, you can't do that without resting him anyway. And so, like taking a Sabbath is is actually having faith that God can honor it, and and it's even even if you're if you're a, a recovering work, workaholic like me, you're you're giving faith that hey, God can do more um, with what I put in His hand than the things that I do that I, I've taken out of his hand and depend on me. Well, and I would say the culture of the workaholic. So we talked a couple weeks ago about the cart and the ark. And I would say the um, that workaholic mindset is a cart um, that the world, like it's the world's way. Mm -hmm. And God is, he is God. And I love how his favor works and his favor will give you opportunities and blessing and things that you did not deserve. It is unmerited. Right. Um, and I just wonder how often we have applied the world's um, understanding of time and success and accomplishment to the people of God and the way God's asked us to operate. God's asked us to set certain things in in alignment that He is the most important thing, and that the what we've been charged to do is raise up the next generation to walk in his word that when we lie down and when we wake up and as we go, we're instructing, you know, if you have children, you're called to instruct the people, those children to walk in the things of God, those you have influence over, you're instructed yeah. to guide them in that. And those are way more important than God says, if you love me and you love the people that I've put around you, everything else will be added unto you. Right. I'm going to take care of everything else. But the workaholic that idea that I have to work, 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 it will seep into, like it just seeps into how we operate as Christ followers. Mm -hmm. And that is not a kingdom <laughs> mindset. The kingdom mindset says, I can trust, I lack for nothing. Mm -hmm. 
I lack for nothing. Verse one, I lack for nothing. And because of that, when he makes me, when I rest, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to challenge it. I don't have to be, I don't have to be frustrated in the midst of it. Like, gosh, God's making me stay in the season. I'm waiting here. I'm waiting here. And I don't even know why we have to stay, you know, why am I in this or whatever. And it's our, our eyes and our thought processes get so wrapped up in the natural yeah, and not you're a supernatural being having a natural experience. And it's really easy for us to forego. And I don't think like rest is not like people talk about, you know, self-care. Like I, I, I disagree a lot with the culture of self-care. Um, uh, and we could get into that later, but, um, this, this says that God sees you and he knows you and he's going to give you everything that you need. And when he says to stay and to wait and to be still and to rest that you can trust that he'll take care of it. Um, and I just, you know, you were just talking about that. I just was to push on you a little bit. How much of that is the world's culture yeah. and not the kingdom culture forming your, your work habits? Well, Elon Musk obviously is the, is the kingdom culture. I feel like no, <laughs> no, but, um, uh, so and again, that, that last part of our, our part of the, uh, verse two to lie down and grieve, you know, he makes me lie down. The makes me part is big to lie down in green pastures. And something that's big in there is that the shepherd knows the good places for his sheep to rest. And he guides them to those green pastures. So I, I really, I think that this is big for us. Again, I, I just feel super convicted that there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians who you are shepherding your own life. And so who gets to define what green pastures are? He makes, this. the shepherd makes them lie down in green pastures. So it for you, like whenever you think about when you'll get peace, you know, whenever you think about you'll when you'll get uh, confidence, whenever you think about this or that, those are green pastures. And who gets to set those? The word of God or the world? Who who's setting those? And there's there's a book uh, called uh, a, a shepherd's a shepherd's look at Psalms 23, and this is so powerful, written by Philip Keller. And I'm just going to read you this, and then we'll, we'll dialogue about it a little bit, but. He writes that, he, he, he says this, sheep do not lie down easily and will not lie down unless four conditions are met. Because they are timid, they will not lie down if they are afraid. Because they are social animals, they will not lie down if there is friction among the sheep. If flies or parasites trouble them, they will not lie down. And finally, if sheep are anxious about food or hungry, they will not lie down. So here, here here's the big part. Rest comes because the shepherd has dealt with fear, friction, flies, and famine. So the rest mm-hmm. only comes for them whenever, for sheep, uh, whenever the shepherd has dealt with fear, friction, flies, or famine. And I think that there is so much here. Like, how, how, who is dealing with these things in our life? Who is dealing with our fear? Who is dealing with our friction? Who is dealing with the flies? Who's dealing with the famine? And so, like, I, like just for me right now, uh, one, one that I'm really wrestling through, stepping into leading faith promise and doing this stuff, the one of the big weights that I feel is like the success of the church. You know, this like going from 12 campuses. You know, we want to have like you know almost 150 like across the state of Tennessee, and we want to see like 70,000 people impact with the gospel. Yada yada yada. And so, like, I have a fear that I'm not enough. I have a friction of like the, I have a friction of how are we going to do that? 
Like, what are we going to, like, 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 give me ideas, you know? And then flies of, uh, man, there, there's not enough money or there's not enough time. And then, again, famine actually goes that same thing. There's not enough. There's not so enough. And so, uh, again, who who's dealing with those? So if I'm dealing with those, which over the last month and a half, I would say that I have tried to deal with those, and there's been no rest. There's been no rest mm. because— me, I am not a good shepherd, right? If it's me, then I, and again, going back to what we said last time, you know, David said, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. And just, you know, totally, honestly, like whenever I, the things I've tried to accomplish when I'm the shepherd, I, I want lots of things. I like, I like a lot of things. But when it says he causes us to lie down in green pastures, you know, he takes care of the fear, the friction, the flies, and the famine. But are we letting him? Not only are we letting him, but are whenever we think about those those four different facets in our life, you know, um, are, are are should those things even be issues? And that that's more depending on where we're leading ourselves. Um, and so, but but either way, I, I thought that was super powerful. That really stuck out to me. Well, and I would just how when you said who's dealing with them, and I mean just you, you might be letting. I mean, you might be allowing yourself to be, when we said last week, um, you know, you test the voltage, like the voice. Mm -hmm. um, what is it calling you? And it may not even, it may not be you. It might be people around you or, hey, you're looking for an Instagram reel or a TikTok video to um, help you move past a fear or, um, you know, help you deal with what, you know, the famine that you're experiencing or the distractions and how much are we allowing the world to disciple us and not the shepherd. Yeah. And, and so not even ourselves, like, just like you, you say, well, I'm not trying to do anything, but you're seeking for somebody to do it for you. Um, where are you looking? I just think for us, it's really that humility of recognizing that we do, we need to be, we need to be discipled. We need to be shepherded and just continue to go back. Just like you talked about last week of testing the voice. What, where is that voice telling you to lay down? Right. Where is that voice um, guiding you? Then we need to be just, re I mean, like a responsible Christ follower to just stop and reflect and allow the Holy Spirit to, to tell us, Hey, you're, you're allowing the wrong thing right now to steward you. You're, mm -hmm. you're allowing the wrong thing to counsel you and allow the Holy Spirit to correct us and bring us back into alignment. Yeah. And then uh, I, this, this was just a funny one for me. Yeah, at the end, you know, he's, uh, at the end of verse two, he leads me beside still waters. Um, and I don't know where River heard it, but River's like super obsessed right now that you can only live three days without water. You know, Dad, you know, if without water, you're dead in three days. That's what he says. Um, but... You know, there are times whenever the whenever sh the, our shepherd, when God, he makes us lie down in green pastures. Sorry, I almost knocked the microphone off the table. Um, where he makes us lie down in green pastures, right? And there's other times where he leads us beside still waters. And like, and for for me, like as I'm as I'm praying and processing through this passage, like he gives us. There's times where he forces us. You got to rest. You gotta just rest in me and know that I know the good places to be. But then there's other times where he gives us substance, like again, we eat in those green pastures, but also these still waters. And again, like God doesn't give us, he doesn't give us whether it's the rest 
or the pastures or the water. He doesn't give us those for no reason. Like we have a purpose. Again, we have a purpose to win the world. So, so whenever you, whenever you, you have a drink, and and so for me, I really I wanted to get to the things that we have that God has given us. Like there's a reason for them. And so, like whenever uh, a, a shepherd would lead the sheep by still water, whenever he would give them water, it's because they were not not just because they were going to be there, but he would make sure to stop there before they went on the journey of where they were going. And so a lot of us, I, I would say, and we talked about this, a lot of us, you know, we're not pushing into all the things that God has for us. And I just want to encourage us to reflect how blessed we are mm-hmm. with like, again, whether you're talking about the the Bible that we know, whether you're talking about the friends that we have, the the finances that we have, the, the, uh, the relationships, whatever it might be, and I, I want to just actually give this this challenge out there. Are you blessed or are you bloated? If you just if you just eat all this grass in these green these green pastures and you drink all this still water and you just lay there, you know, you you don't go anywhere. I mean, you're just a big bloated sheep, you know. Um, but God God gives us this, God gives us this nutrition, God gives us this water for us to take action, for us to go out and do the good deeds of, you know, um, Ephesians 2.10, the good works that he has set out before us. And so I, I don't, there, there's something, there's this dichotomy in this passage for me of like, he, he, he has us rest, but then he gives us the things and, and something that you and I've been, you know, that we, as we talked about the Lord's Supper and kind of got at the end of last year, but when you take the Lord's Supper and you, you have this, this juice that represents the the blood of Jesus that cleanses you. But then I've just been thinking about his body that was broken. It is the nutrition you need to go. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it is and so that that this in this passage, like he he lies me down to rest and to rest in him and to love him. And there's a Sabbath, but that Sabbath is one day a week. And you know, and then that what what we do after that is we go and we give it our best. And so either way, that that's something else that impacted me in verse two. Well, and something just to remember is these are not pictures of tension, and these are pictures of comfort. So, um, green pasture lying down in still waters. It's not a raging river. It's not loud. That's it is peaceful, and it, there is something about being the rest of the world is so contrary to that. It is, you know, be busy. Um, and there's, you're, you know, you never want to be still all, and there's, you don't want to be silent. And there's all of this, it feels like conflict constantly on your Instagram feed and what you're listening to on TikTok. And there's always something. And I just want us to think about how attractive it is to the world to see a lot, and we, you know, there again, there's that tension of, hey, they're going to hate you for for following Jesus. Like mm-hmm. it, that is going to happen. But man, when you don't know Jesus and you are constantly, um, there is no rest in you and there's no peace and you watch somebody live their life at rest and peace, that is, you know, frustrating and attractive. Hey, mm-hmm. how what do you have that I don't have? Right. And I just think if we, we if we're allowing the good shepherd 
to lead us. And then there's this beautiful picture of rest that our life communicates. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. And we fight against it because it's not the world's picture. But we've all we all know what the world has to offer as a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. It's not as good. It's just, you know, it's a knockoff. And when you have the real thing, real peace, you don't have to get drunk to find rest. You don't have to take, you don't have to smoke weed to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things that God offers you that the world does not have. And you are carrying the solution around with you. And so I just want us to remember like, yes, those, we want to be active in that, but your life is an incredible testimony when we live this. Yeah. And um, I, that it is the world needs it and they want it mm. and they are they are trying to get it they are you know doing all kinds of things to find rest and yeah. we could look and you can find all kinds of self-help books and therapies and all these things when god says right here that he has real rest for you yeah. and care for you he can care for your soul if you'll let him right totally and and as as we wrap up last week in Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. I feel like there's so much humility hmm. in that one. And then you read verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I think there's so much trust in this one. Yeah. There's so much trust. And so um, this 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 episode is going to be a little shorter than usual. And so would you actually take five, ten minutes after um, and just put on a worship song or maybe just sit quietly with your journal and ask yourself, where are the places you don't trust God? Where are you play? Where are places that you are refusing to rest? Um, it, it could be like without a Sabbath. It could be in a relationship. It could be in self worth. Where are some places that you are being a stubborn sheep, or you're mm. trying to be the shepherd? I know they both start with S, but we are the sheep, not the shepherd. And then, would you also take a moment? And would you surrender? Remember we talked about fear, friction, flies, and famine, the things that sheep need taken care of before they can lie down. And would you just ask the Lord, just ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are the fears, friction, flies, and famine that I'm trying to take care of myself? And you are receiving, but and that's why you're receiving no peace. That's why you're receiving no rest. And maybe you're, you could be, you, you know what? You could be unemployed. And we know people who are unemployed and they are just, they have no rest. They have no peace. They have no security. And it's not because they don't have a job. It's not because they're fine. It's because they are spiritually shepherdless um, or they're trying to be their own shepherd. Yeah. And so what are those things? And would you just do some time with the Lord and and give him the staff back and let him be your shepherd? Um, and because there's so much for you, you have a purpose, and your purpose is to win the world. And that's not just because we think you're great. That's what Jesus said on his way out, on his way to heaven, to sit by the right hand of the Father in Matthew 28, 17 through 20, in Acts 1, 8, and then all throughout. Either way, uh, we love you, um, and we just really, 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 really want you to be able to rest and live in peace. So I pray that as you find that peace, you'll live out your purpose, and you'll win your world this week. We love you. We'll see you next week. 